welcome to the Bloom Your Mind podcast, where we take all of your ideas for what you want and we turn them into real things. I'm your host, Certified Coach Marie McDonald. Let's get into it. Well, hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome to episode number 45 of the Bloom Your Mind podcast. I certainly hope that you listened to last week's podcast episode. I interviewed a dear client and friend of mine who a year and a half ago or so was having a lot of coaching on her dream to live on a boat. And then last week, I released the episode where I interviewed her the week before from the boat in Gibraltar and heard some amazing stories about nude beaches and monkeys chasing children and taking their dessert and just what it takes to take a wild idea out of your mind and into a real thing. So please listen to that. And then today we had our first Bloom Room group and it was so wonderful when those faces started popping onto the Zoom screen and we had our first hour together. Everyone was just so excited to be there and I can't wait to see where that goes. So I'll be sharing some of that with you. It is Halloween around here, and I used to really not be able to stand Halloween decorations. I am, oh my gosh, when I walk up the neighborhood and there's like a bloody hand sticking out of the grass, I want to barf. I can't stand it. It's the worst. Or when someone has like flames, realistic looking flames in the windows of their house, and it looks like a house is on fire. I'm like, why? That's terrifying. I do not feel anything good when I look at that. (laughs) That's just me. But my son is way, way, way into Halloween. And so I figured out how to meet in the middle and our house is decked out. It took me an entire day to decorate it with like floaty ghosts that hang from the tree and make me happy, but are spooky. Okay. And make my son really happy. And uh, giant spiders. And he really wanted to make some scarecrows. So y'all, here's a hack. We got a bunch of hay and we stuffed it in his little kid childhood clothes. So now I have a way to keep those clothes forever. (laughs) And we have little scarecrows sitting at our front door. So that's a little peek into my universe. It's weird. There are creepy spiders and ghosts and skeletons and things everywhere. But they're all kind of pretty because that's how I meet in the middle. All right. Today is all about inquiry because, you know, ask a great question and you will get a great answer. So I have been thinking about how huge this tool is and how little we really value inquiry. Inquiry directs our attention wherever our attention goes. And our attention, my friends, is the most valuable resource and asset that we as human beings have. So today is all about that nugget of goodness that inquiry leads to. I'm going to give you four ways that inquiry can change everything. And I'll give examples because that's what's fun for how you can use inquiry to turn an idea into a real thing anywhere in your life, how you can use it as a tool to make decisions, to mine for information and problem solve, and then to redirect narratives in a couple of different ways. So to direct your mindset, because all of these things relate to turning an idea into a real thing. So y'all, I had this experience where my family celebrates Christmas and Easter. And I'm also a big goofball that likes to sort of like create adventure and magic out of everything. 
it's a problem sometimes, but I have fun with it. And so you can imagine that like when bunnies are hiding eggs, it's going to be a really big deal around here and (laughs) everything. Speaking of this like Halloween, you know, smorgasbord that is our house now, I have fun with all holidays. Any excuse to celebrate, I'm going to go for it. Well, one day my daughter, can't remember exactly how old she was. She came to me and she said, mom, I have a question for you. And I've always, my daughter and I have always been very, very honest with one another. And I want to give a spoiler alert right now. So if anyone is listening with a child who doesn't want to hear about, you know, things related to holiday uh, magic being true or not, you could just skip forward or not listen to this episode, but I'm going to talk to you adults right now and any children that don't need the spoiler alert. So here we were, and my daughter came up to me and she said, mama, I have a question for you. She said, you know, when you talk to me about Santa Claus, I just, I get this feeling that you're lying to me. And the whole world went still. I had like a sinking feeling in my stomach. It was so uncomfortable because my daughter and I are honest with each other. My children and I are honest with each other. They know I will tell them the truth. I've told them since they were born that they could talk to me about anything and I'll, I'll give it to them straight, you know? And she said, and I also feel, I said, tell me more baby. And she said, I also feel like other adults are lying to me. And she said, I've never had that feeling with you about anything else before. And it feels really weird. Can you tell me why I have that feeling? Oh my gosh. I said, yes. And I told her, I told her the real thing. And I told her exactly about people stomping on the roof with bells and making big ho-ho sounds. And I told her, I, I lifted the curtain in the Wizard of Oz. I told her the whole thing. And she started crying. She was very upset. And I started crying too because I was upset that I had lied to her and I didn't quite realize it. I had been raised to do that, to lie <laughs> about these, quote, magical you know things that are going on. And then it turned into a beautiful conversation where I said, you know, I am so sorry I approached that in that way. You're my first child. This is the first time I did this. I am never going to do that again. Ask me about anything. She said, the Easter bunny. And I said, me. (laughs) She started recounting all of the ridiculous things that I had. She's like, when we went on that walk, you were hiding them all. And so we were crying. And then we were also laughing also. And then my friends, she turned to look at me and she said, wait a minute, tooth fairy. And I was like, it me. And she said, where are my teeth? We started fracking up. We were then laughing so hard that we were crying when I told her that I have her teeth in a jar in my special stuff. Adults are weird. And so then I told her I would never lie to her again. And I changed my role with my son who was born after her. And for him, I talked to him very directly about how we get to decide what we believe and how some people believe it's real and some people don't. And he'll look at me when there's something magical happening. And he said, is this real? And I say, you get to decide. So it really helped me. But my point here is that I wouldn't have had to go through that. I'm glad I did. I'm sure it bonded my daughter and I because we went through that and we had that very honest conversation. But if I had been comparing myself to the people around me, and doing what everybody else did, I might have asked myself, hey, honesty is one of my top five pillars, one of my values. How do I want to talk to my kids about this? I might have asked myself 
what's in line with my values and my purpose. Now, this relates to all kinds of things. It relates to couples being snippy with each other because other couples are snippy with each other and that's just normal. It relates to lots of different things that are dysfunctional in our society. We ask the question, what is everybody else doing? Instead of asking the question, what's in line with my values? What's in line with my life's purpose? So that's the first thing is using inquiry as a tool to make decisions by asking questions about what matters to you instead of about what everybody else is doing. So two other ways you can use inquiry to as a tool to make decisions is when you really feel like you don't know, asking yourself the question, if I did know the answer, what would it be? I know that sounds like it would just drive you crazy and maybe it will, but sometimes you get a really great answer. And if you really don't know, ask yourself to sleep on it and give you an answer when you wake up because your subconscious mind, when all of your reasons that you shouldn't know and shouldn't believe are sort of at bay because you're sleeping, your subconscious mind will give you a lot of wonderful wisdom that you don't have access to when you're awake. So that's my first suggestion is that inquiry is an incredible tool for making decisions. You're asking what's in line with our values and our life's purpose rather than what is everybody else doing? You're asking, if I knew the answer, what would it be? And through asking ourselves to give ourselves answers when we're sleeping. Second one is we can use inquiry to solve problems and mine for information by starting from a positive perspective. So inquiry-based learning is a really great tool. And when we're turning any idea into a real thing, this is a really great thing to focus on. To start, instead of following our brain's natural proclivity to look for all the things that are problems to fix or the negative aspects of something that we're working on or all the reasons why it won't work, we can start by looking for what we do know. We can literally sit down with a piece of paper, think about a problem that we're trying to solve and generate a higher functioning brain state with like more creativity in our problem solving, more innovation, more empathy by saying, what do we know? Instead of focusing on the lack or the negativity, we sit down with a piece of paper and we say, what do I know about this? What do I like about this? Well, what's working so far? What's working right now? What about this do I like? How can I have fun with this? What if I just gave this a chance? What about this do I love? How is this actually really perfect? How is this exactly what it should be right now? Starting with a bunch of questions that mine your mind for all the all the things that you like about it, it doesn't mean you're not going to look at the other aspects. It doesn't mean you're not going to problem solve. But it does mean you'll problem solve from a much more resourced and creative state if you start by looking for what you like. I promise you, my friends, it is so worth the time and effort. Two more ways that you can use inquiry to mine for information and problem solve are by asking the question why five times. I believe it was the inventor of Toyota that came up with this. I need to double check that. But he came up with this as a problem solving technique. My friend Maggie, who Maggie Rich Black, she's amazing. And she and I uh, lead public workshops together and training series and leadership development together. She's my partner. We call each other PARD. 
And she gives this great example of the five whys where she has three daughters and her daughter kept coming home with sore feet and actually little cuts on her toes. And she started putting band-aids on her toes, making the problem go away. Then her other daughter came home with cuts on her feet and she was putting band-aids on them, solving the problem. And it kept happening over and over again. And finally she paused and she's like, why? Why are they coming home with band-aids on their feet? And eventually she realized because rocks were getting in their shoes and they were cutting up their toes. (laughs) And instead of putting a band-aid on the symptom, she found the root cause and fixed the problem. So rocks weren't getting in their shoes anymore. I love that example. And the idea is when you ask why five times, you don't just get the first initial answer that you're going to give yourself off the top of your mind. You ask why again, and then you give an answer to that and you ask it again and you give an answer to that and you ask it five times. And that will help you get to the root cause of a problem. And then lastly, Asking why in that way, you can also do it with yourself to deepen your understanding of, let's say, habits that you want to change or actions that you're taking that aren't serving you. Everything that we do as human beings is serving us in some way. It's serving a purpose. And sometimes that purpose isn't very effective. But instead of judging it and being hard on ourselves, we can say, why am I doing this? What purpose is this serving? Why do I feel like this? Where is it coming from? And just sitting with ourselves, being compassionate with ourselves, really asking how we're trying to keep ourselves safe. Inquiry can be such a better tool than judgment when we are doing something that we don't like. Okay. The last thing I want to touch on here, we've talked about how to use inquiry as a tool to make decisions and to mine for information. Now, favorite topic, which all of you know, because you hear me talk about it all the time, is this whole concept of our internal narrative and how we're making stories and interacting with them as if they're reality all day, every day, as weird, wild human beings. We have all these automatic thoughts with a huge negativity toward bias and a confirmation bias in our brain. We're constantly scanning for threats and all of that together creates a nasty little cocktail where we're scanning for threats. What stink eye that someone is giving me, we're scanning. We see the stink eye and we think it's a saber-toothed tiger, okay? So we see someone making a face that's a facial expression, giving us a little stink eye. We perceive it as a threat and then we think that person doesn't like me. And then because our brain can't tell the difference between reality and a thought, it interacts with that thought as reality. So it says, okay, it's real. That's a hundred percent true fact that that person's stink eye, (laughs) maybe they had something in their eye, whatever happened, or maybe they were in a bad mood, right? But all of a sudden we've created a narrative that the person doesn't like us and we're interacting with it as it's a reality. When we do that, if we think, for instance, that someone doesn't like us, we're going to feel whatever we feel, angry or aloof or sad, whatever comes up for us, depending on who we are, then we're going to act in a way that creates a prophecy that makes that come true. That either we end up not liking them, we end up not liking ourselves very much because of how we act, or we end up acting in a way that's not very likable. So they end up not liking us 
So this is that little snapshot I talk about it in many different ways on this podcast of how our thoughts become prophecies. And we do it all day, every day. Our thoughts are prophecies because they lead to how we act, which leads to what comes true in our lives. So there are three different ways that I want to just talk about that we can use inquiry to change our narratives in our minds. The first one is Byron Katie's work. She's amazing. Please look her up if you don't know her. When you have a thought, you ask, is this true? Is this really true? What if the opposite of this were true? And then I like to add in there, is this helpful? What would be more helpful for me to think? So I have another example of this. (laughs) I was at a board meeting with a certain organization that I serve, and I had the thought in this meeting, I am being too assertive, which in a society that does not know what to do with assertive women is very common for us to have this thought. So I have this thought, I'm being too assertive. I'm rubbing everyone the wrong way. And I definitely, my brain treated that as if it was a fact. I went home thinking, wow, I probably really got to slow my roll. Then I get a text from someone saying, thank you for the incredible way you moved us along and focused us and were so helpful in that meeting. That was so valuable. Your presence was so valuable. Literally the opposite was how others were experiencing me. So I'm just offering that as an example. That happens all day to all of us. We perceive ourselves through whatever whatever filter we have going on. And if you ask yourself, how might the opposite be true? It can be really helpful sometimes, most of the time. <laughs> Second one is what I alluded to before. If this thought were a prophecy, what would happen? So if we think immediately about that initial thought, this person doesn't like me, And then we shortcut and think, okay, if this is going to be a prophecy, is this what I want to be thinking? Is this what I want to happen? We don't even have to run through exactly how it would come true. We can say, right, that's not leading anywhere I want to be. Maybe instead I can think about how do I want to think about this person that's in line with my values? How do I want to think about this person that's in line with my life's purpose? All right. Now, my last thing that I want to share has been something that I have been really excited about because I've been noticing it lately, using it with clients, seeing it as an incredible way to hotwire our brains, using it with myself and finding it's very effective. And then I researched it and I found all this data to support my hypothesis being true. So I'm going to share that with you. And then we are going to wrap up. So when we have a thought, That is not helpful to us. Let's say a thought like this person doesn't like me. Let's stay with that one. It and we we can see that it's not helpful. We can see that it's not true, but it's really hard for us. It feels like too much of a stretch to adopt a belief that's really dynamically different from that. So if we're trying to go from this person doesn't like me to I'm sure they like me. Our brain doesn't believe it and it's going to fight against it. It's going to, it's going to reject it. It's not going to be something that is easy to change because it's too divergent from what we actually believe. One shortcut to changing how we think to something that is more helpful to us is using inquiry. Our brain is less resistant to inquiry. Because it's not stating a fact for our brain to fight against, 
It's stating a question for our brain to try to answer and to consider. So our brain is more receptive to questions. For instance, if you are thinking the thought, this person doesn't like me, instead of trying to get your brain to adopt, maybe they do like me, you can just instead replace the sentence, this person doesn't like me with a question like, how is it that I always end up finding a way to get along with people? Your brain will start to go to work finding all the examples of the people that you've learned to get along with. Or some other examples of questions. If you're having a really hard time and it feels like things are going downhill, you want to change your mindset, but you don't believe it, you can ask a question like, why do things tend to work out for me? There are so many examples of that from my past where I thought I couldn't really see how things were going to work out and they worked out. Or why am I so good with people? Or if you're having a hard morning, you can say, you know, why is it that my days always just end up turning around and getting better? Why is it that I just have all these genius ideas? Why is it that what's up with how growth oriented I am and how I'm, I seem to constantly be able to change my habits and change who I am as a human being? How is it that I'm so tenacious and I never back down? Whatever that is that you want to move towards, want to generate in yourself so that it becomes a prophecy that your brain wraps around and that you become as a human being, try asking it as a question. See where it leads. Because our questions direct so much. Our questions direct our own minds. They direct our interactions with other people. When you think about how often you say, is something wrong? What's wrong? Versus, isn't this a beautiful night? It leads whole interactions and conversations to one place or another. So this week, my offering to you, my friends, is to play with inquiry, to change narratives, to change interactions, to mine for information and wisdom, and to make decisions. See where it leads. Why does using inquiry always lead somewhere so cool? See what I did there? That's what I got for you this week, and I will see you next week. Thanks for hanging out with me, friends. If you like today's episode and you want more of them, please take two minutes right now to subscribe and give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Then send this episode to a friend. See you next time.